All right, we are in the pit today with Chloe Lowry. Um, she is calling me from New York, correct? Yes, I am. Hot, hot and steamy New York. Not anymore. You got our weather finally. <laughs> yep, it's finally a little bit nicer. Right here, actually, next week we're supposed to get another heat wave, so that will not be fun, but it's okay. Yeah. Chloe Lowry is a songstress extraordinaire. What a nice, powerful voice you have. I, it's really nice to hear something like that. Thank you so much. Well, um, anyway, I know we're here to talk about that as well, but um, you've released a number of videos, and, and in a short amount of time, you released three videos in about a week, and I've watched all three of them. Awesome. Yep, and I think I even put you on my Spotify list of awesomeness, um, awesomeness. <sighs> So you're on my, well, you're on my, thank you. yeah, no problem. And I think that I can't remember which one it was. I, I'm terribly sorry. I'm, I'm horrible with, cause there's like 40 no, songs on there right I'm now. I'm glad to be, I'm glad to be included in that little mix <laughs> of yours. You're so good. Thank you. You're a good company. So, um, so the album and, and it's been a while since it's been released, um, is called the in between. Yes. Yes. Okay. I make sure I'm reading that right. Um, and it's see and it and I this is just my interpretation, but this just seems to come from a place of um, deep, like a deep amount of I don't know, pain is the wrong word, but it just seems like it was from a a place where you just needed to write the music and be done with that part of your life, just get it out of your system. Am I pretty on? Am I off base with that? Yeah, you know, it was just, it was a really big transition part, both like per personally and professionally. And I was just kind of at a turning point and I just needed a place to vent. And I just wanted to explore some things on my own without, you know, bias or judgment from anyone else. So I really just kind of took that opportunity of that, like, emotionally kind of heavy time to just kind of put it all into a record. And that's what the in-between is. Very nice. And and I can feel that. I, I And you, when you watch the videos, you can see it, too. Um, you did a cover of... <laughs> Probably one of my favorite Roxette songs. Um, ah. Yeah. So, and it was, um, I'm so totally unprepared today. Um, but, um, and that's um, also a song that, you know, because it was on Pretty Woman. And we just watched that like two nights before we saw the video. Like, oh, this is nice. And so I, I kind of relate to it um, from a music standpoint. Um, is that also part of the feeling that came to the record is something that j just kind of hit us hit a string and you're like I, I want to put this on the record the, this cover you know what happened I was probably about halfway done with the record um and I was on tour with Trans-Siberian Orchestra and my girlfriend Ashley and I we this is like the story that I just told but it's the honest to god truth we are like music fanatics we listen to you know Spotify playlists all the time and I think we were like on an 80s 90s rewind mix or something like that right and the song popped up and her and I just started like belting our faces off like just singing the song and I kind of started to pay attention to the lyrics and one it's actually a very um vocally difficult song it's not a, it's not just like a hummer and there you go it's it's vocally really big and then the lyrics I don't think people realize the depth of the lyrics because it's like kind of covered um by the, the super like happy pop 
production. Right. And it kind of made sense with where my record was going and kind of the place where I think um, I wanted to do a cover. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a completely stripped down version of this, really kind of show a different dynamic of the song and sing, you know, sing my heart out on it. I was like, I was just going to do it. And I collaborated with my friend, Early Budinek, who is one of my favorite guitarists. And we came up with this arrangement. Asha Lana, she's also the violinist for TSO. Um, she played on it, and it just kind of came out even better than I had expected. So, yeah. Very cool. And then also the first video I believe seen was Crazy, and you did that with Al Petrelli. He's a huge guitar guy, and I've, I have a couple of his records in my collection somewhere. And I think that's, you know, and he, I mean, he does it right. Um, what is it like working with Al, or did you get to work with him directly? <laughs> No, I mean, I've known Al, we've been touring together since 2010, and I know this is strange, but I mean, him and I just hit it off um, pretty immediately, and we've formed this friendship and this bond um, over the last almost 10 years now. Um, we have a mutual respect musically for each other, and just, we kind of see each other through a bunch of ups and downs. He's just, he's a really, really good friend, and just, um, I don't, I don't know, I just, I, I love him so much, he, I consider him like a family member, and he's beyond talented, I mean, talented is not even, like, there, there has to be another word to describe how amazing he is. He is very good. Um, but, you know, he just, he, we, he always said, uh, while we were on tour, he'd say, hey, if you ever, you know, need to do something, or you want to record something, or write something, or collaborate, you know, you always let me know, and he's very picky, he doesn't, other than TSO, he doesn't really work with any other artists anymore, he's more in kind of in family mode. And he, I call it like he came out of like his family like retirement mode to work with me. So I feel like super honored. And he, uh, we tour and we do shows together now, uh, both with PSO and my stuff. So it's you know it's it's an honor, really it is. So for those playing at home, those who don't know who TSO is, please go out and get a Google it or whatever you have to do. Trans Siberian Orchestra. I have seen it. Yep. I've seen him. I can't even count on two hands how many times I've seen Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Um, and I finally got a photograph of them this last year, the last tour that they were on. Was that something you were a part of? Were you in that one? I've been a part of TSO uh, since 2010. The, the confusing part with TSO is there are two bands. We have an East Coast band and a West Coast band, and I'm in the West Coast band. So although I do live on the East Coast, I do not tour any of the, you know, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, although I do hit Florida, which is kind of strange. <laughs> so we did, I didn't see you in Omaha last year. I was in Omaha last year. Oh, were you? Well, there we go. I, I tour Omaha. We, uh, the West Coast Band always starts in Omaha. We rehearse in Omaha, and we, we start there. Oh, I wonder if I have a photo laying around of you. I might. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm literally, there's only me and one other dark hair girl singer. I'm the blonde okay. that sings everything. I guess it narrows <laughs> it down for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then also um, the other video that I watched, um, Giving Up On You, um, was another yep. uh, another video you did with another TSO um, alumnus. Um, what is his name? Nathan James. Nathan James, right there in front of me. Um, yeah. And another you know, another vocalist with him. And from what I understand, this was, this, that song was not intended originally to be a duet. And th is that right? Yep. And then you um, yeah, yeah, it was more just, I mean, I was just writing songs and I knew I kind of wanted to collaborate. And I mean, that's why, like I brought in, you know, Al Petrelli and my friend Aurelian and Asha, like musically. And I knew I wanted to do a duet with someone. I just, 
I hadn't written it yet. I didn't know exactly how to make it all happen. And um, I wrote Giving Up on You completely as a solo performance. And Nathan's literally one of my favorite singers of all time. He's a complete freak of nature. And we had always said, you know, we need to sing a song together one day. And so I, I talked to my producer and I was like, you know what? I was like, I think this is the one that needs to be the duet. So I went back into the studio and I kind of rewrote it so that it made sense for two people. Um, I demoed it with another friend of mine and I sent it to Nathan. I said, Nathan, you know, do you have any interest? He, he lives in the UK. So we, it, we had to collaborate, but from different sides of the world. And um, he was like, I'm totally on it. I love it. He put down his vocal. He was perfect. And there we went. Oh, so this was kind of one of those long distance shared, I, you know, he, you did it in one location, he did another, and then everything kind of fell together that way. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, because he's so busy over there and I'm so busy here, did it, we couldn't find a way to do it together. But, I mean, we talk all the time and, you know, so it worked. And we actually got to shoot, um, I, shoot I shot part of the music video um, in another location, and then he actually came to New York and shot his part and actually guested at my album release show here in the city. So we did get to actually perform the song together, which was pretty cool. Nice. Very nice. Um, I had a question. I was going to, oh, um, and this is totally off, it's totally kind of off the other, off in a different direction from the record itself. Um, you've performed in a lot of places with, um, you know, a, I mean, your resume is pretty nice with uh, TSO and Rocktopia and Yanni and a couple others in there that I saw. Um, where is your favorite, what is, what is one of your, I won't ask you to ask your favorite venue. What is one of your favorite or your top three favorite venues that you've played? Oh, wow. I you know what, I've never really even thought of that. I mean, I think, oh, well, oh, oh, oh. Uh, is it like picking one care. of your I'm favorite like... children? Yeah, because, I mean, you know, when you play the arena circuit, which, you know, we're so lucky to do with TSO, a lot of the arenas, they kind of feel the same. And, mm -hmm. you know, they're just, it's an arena. Right. Um, I think I, as far as venue-wise, it was really special uh, to play on Broadway, um, at the Broadway Theater um, for Rocktopia. And then also, um, my sister was um, a soloist with the New York City Ballet for many, many years. And I was fortunate enough to collaborate with her on a ballet. Um, so to perform at Lincoln Center was pretty cool. And I think those that kind of have like a lot of history and character, like those are my probably my favorite venues. Very cool. And I and you know I talked to a number of, of musicians who say they they actually like the smaller venues because they're just more personal that way. There's, I mean, they're they're just different animals. You know, right. it's like an arena. Um, I mean, there's something amazing about arena. I mean, to even play an arena is you know a huge accomplishment and super cool because not many people can say that. Um, but yeah, the the theaters and that I think have like uh, there's a lot of um, artistry in the you know in the construction of them and then also just the history. I think you kind of just feel that energy when you play in them, so that's cool. Very nice. And so um, yeah, I, <laughs> train of thought again. There I go. Um, I compl I go into interviews completely unprepared, by the way. So um, I'm just oh, going right. I'm just off the cuff with this. Um, I like it. Are you going to tour with this record, or is this going to be something that may put another one out before you start hitting the road with it? We're going to play definitely a couple shows. There's a bunch of things in the works um, at the moment, but we're also simultaneously working on follow-up material mm -hmm. um, to hopefully have out uh, by the time I go out with trans Orchestra again in November. 
so we're kind of just like we're dipping our hands into a little bit of everything and you know i i always tell people you know just to stay um stay up to date with my website and like my all my social media pages and i totally will promote the second like we have confirmed dates for things so there's a lot of stuff in the works right and the website is www.chloe.lowry.com i have that on my website too and the song i know is on my spotify playlist of awesomeness but it's also under under your name as well um i think is there anything that you want to add anything that um you know i just i it's always just like trying you know the music industry is such a strange place and it's hard to get people you know to pay attention and to like really like focus and listen to like a record especially from a new artist you know everyone's got a million and one things to do but I really just always like say, hey, like this this album is, um, although personal to me, it's super relatable. I think everyone can relate on some level. Everyone's been through heartache. Everyone's been through change, and this is what this record is about. So you know, if you've got a minute, just take take a minute to listen to the whole thing, top to bottom. You're gonna find something that is very relatable on it, and that's all I can stress. And I mean, I put my heart and soul into it, so you know. If anybody who wants to hear some good music, check it out. Right. And speaking of, and I just, I just was looking at this last video of Renegade, and I'm like, watch this video going, man, this dude's a dick. I, I wouldn't, I mean, <laughs> a total. I mean, he's like, so is this somebody that was a part of your life that you're just like, man, you're just, you're totally not with it. You know, I always tell people I try not to be too specific because I always feel like even with music, although something could be so specific to me, it's better to kind of leave some up to the imagination so that it's more relatable to you. Right. You know, Um, and I obviously took liberties with the record. You know, I'm a storyteller. You know, you have to dramatize things, but there's a lot of truth to it. And, you know, without going into intimate details, kind of what you see and what you hear, you can make up your own story for it. But, I mean, there's a lot of truth to it. Right, because I know a couple of those guys. I'm just saying. Well, everybody does. (laughs) (laughs) All right, this has been fun. We had a couple little bumps in the road, just some timing issues, and and so we finally got it worked out. I'm glad we got, you know, the 15, 20 minutes that that was allowed in my day. Um, We could buy – you can buy the record um, on – yeah, you can buy it on iTunes, Google Play. Buy it on iTunes. Amazon, Google, you know, listen to it on Spotify, you know, everywhere, even on my website, even for those who want physical copies, they're available on my website. Very good. And we look forward to a tour hopefully soon. And I'll just tell you that between digital copies and physical copies, I'll buy a physical copy all day just because it makes my music collection look amazingly huge. I love that. That's that's very retro, but very cool. I love well, it. and I have, I you know, I have like 500 vinyls. I have another four or 500 CDs. So I just, I keep, I'm I'm a hoarder of music. I love it. I think it's great. Yeah. All right. Well, Chloe, thank you very much for calling. I appreciate your time. Um, this has been fun, and I learned a lot about you today. And uh, I know. Oops. Well, thank you for taking the time for me and promoting the record, and you know. I just always appreciate it, so thank you. Right. Thank you, Clara. You have a good day. You too. Mm